Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, possums and followers of Offensive Points Podcast. My name is Joe Wiggins, and I'm here with you this week. I would like to announce that it is the U.S. Open week for golf, so I will have my picks for you later on. Uh, feel free to tune in for that and steal my picks. Just don't join the uh, the 50-50 that I'm in on DraftKings because I do not want my money stolen from you guys. <laughs> but we got uh, some good stuff for you tonight. We have our AFC's breakdown um, on everything, and we got five on it yet again. Cue the song. I'm just playing. I'll keep talking here. Um, so we'll have the U.S. Open picks. We got the breakdown. We got five on it, and we... We have created a best ball league. Um, shout out to us on Twitter at Offensive Points if you're interested in playing with us. Um, if you guys win and happen to do beat us, we will talk shit on you on air. If you do not win and we beat you, we will also talk shit on you on air. So feel free to join us. I would love to have you guys there. So Josh, Billy, what is up today? Well, I feel like you called my name first, so I'm, I'm going to go first naturally. Um, so we I always just have, let you do. I, I just I just got to talk, you know, sometimes. Uh, no, so we are just now finalizing our top 100 players, and we have all of ours individually, but we need to get them up together. So keep an eye out on the Twitter. Um, it will be on there uh, this week. I don't know when. I can't promise you that, but in one week at least it'll be on there. So keep an eye out on that. And we're going to talk about today the uh, AFC East, and we'll talk about are the Patriots winning the seventh Super Bowl? Probably no, not. But probably no, not. it wasn't an answer. It was actually a facetious question. But fair. Um, circling back to the best ball league thing, just so the listeners out there know, if you've never played in a best ball league before, a best ball league pretty much takes the choice out of your hand. You can't be wrong in a best ball league. You draft an entire team. And then it fills in at the end of the week who scored the most from your team. So if you bench the wrong wide receiver, that's not a problem in a best ball league. It plays your best lineup possible. So you're just going to have to pick better than us. You're just going to have to draft better than us. That's that's how you beat us in this league. That's how we're going to determine who is the best among not only us, but among our listeners and fans. These possums ain't going to beat us, man. Come on. Well, we- you know, possums like to play dead. And so we'll see if somebody's, you know, if there's a sleeper out there that's ready to, ready to take us down. You guys are really trying to make possums happen, and I don't think anyone likes it. It's the possums, dude. It's it's happening. We'll see. I'm sure there's a lot of possum fans out there. But anyway, yes, as Joe said, hit us up on Twitter, at Offensive Points. Um, just say that you heard it on this podcast. Um, you can hit us up anywhere else to Discord, Mirror Life. You can send a carrier pigeon to Joe's house. 
it has a little note attached to it with your username you're in like that's good we'll have to get um, in line behind all the other carrier pigeons because that's the only way i mail people but very uh very heavily trafficked house for carrier yep. pigeons doesn't even use snail mail just straight carrier pigeons it's great absolutely but yeah so if you guys join this pigeon. league it'll be fun um like i said it's for bragging rights uh but we're still going to talk shit on you guys either way so if you're up to the task hit us up exactly all right has anybody got five on it uh, i got i got five on it back to college man i know that song is just, just the best dunklin bob dunklin that's what it is bob dunklin <laughs> all right full for our first point this evening i'm going to take a shot at brian fucking schottenheimer the passing mm. game coordinator for the jacksonville jaguars today he said today or today wow today he said that, there, that no clear starter has emerged at quarterback for the Jaguars. And I'm just here to say, fuck you, buddy. You're not fooling anyone. I'm tired of this fucking coach speak that happens every offseason. You didn't draft Trevor Lawrence first overall for there to be a quarterback competition with Gardner Minshew. I don't know why they're, who they're trying to fool. Are you trying to keep Trevor Lawrence from losing, you know, his edge in practice in minicamp? Like, I don't, I don't get why coaches say this bullshit, but I just had to throw it out there because I saw it on Twitter and we're going to hear it a bunch about people not being starters. And I don't know, man, I'm just sick of it. And I just had to get it out there as the first offensive point. Well, you know, honestly, you started that sentence off with, I'm going to take a shot. And I got really excited. And then you didn't take a shot. You took a shot at, um, but I feel like it's obvious is this is just coach play. We all know who's going to be the starter. It's not like this is a secret. Tim Tebow's coming in and he's going to be kneeling and he's going to be doing all kinds of stuff. He's going to be praying on the field. I'm just kidding, obviously. Uh, Trevor Lawrence will be the starting quarterback, and I think we're all aware of that. Um, but can we talk about Gardner Minshew's hair? He cut off the mullet. And he, I'm pretty sure he's clean shaven right now. And I don't like that. There is nothing about that. I'd have been okay. If Minshew, yeah. If he still had the mustache and the fucking goat, the freaking mullet, I'm all about it. But whenever you take that away, I just feel like it's like fits magic without the beard. You, nobody wants to see that. Person. I like the QB controversy, man. I like to see a competition between Bill and Ted. They're going on their excellent adventure. Um, it's going to be cool to see how they pump that and how they ride that train through camp. But yes, it is going to be Lawrence. That is a very stupid thing to say. I still think Minshew is a very valuable backup. I'm surprised no other team has attempted to trade for him. If they have, they don't seem to be wanting much. Well, apparently he has a uh, chance to be a starter. Yeah. I mean, dude, just the vibe that guy brings to your organization, you could just vibe your way into the playoffs. So I'm a big fan of Garner Minshew, man, but it's it's Lawrence's show. Let's be real. 100%. Good thing is we get to talk about the Jaguars here in a bit too. So it's true. Well, second point this evening um, is also a team we're going to talk about tonight. We're not going to talk about the Jaguars tonight. Why did you say that? Anyway, <laughs> second point goes to the Jets, who we are going to talk about tonight. The Jets for their first two days of minicamp have had a very curious group of pat or pass catchers going with the ones uh Corey davis keelan cole elijah moore and uh, tight end tyler croft were all going with the ones in training camp um the only jameson crowder isn't isn't there right now so the keelan cole thing isn't that big of a deal but it appears at least from how they're starting elijah moore is above denzel mims 
and Tyler Croft is above Chris Herndon. This is kind of OTA freakout week, so that's why the points are kind of shoved in that direction. But what do you all think of that? Is it nothing? Is it something? Um, Elijah Moore Elijah has Moore? been apparently killing it in camp, so I do think it is something. They say he's by far the most athletic guy out there. Um, I like Denzel Mims a lot, and that kind of uh, kind of upsets me because I I'm a, I've been a huge fan of his. But uh, I mean, from everything I'm hearing, Elijah Moore seems to be the most impressive one, and then Corey Davis. He has the draft pedigree. He was there last year. It makes a lot of sense. Chris Herndon is garbage. He has had every opportunity to succeed. He has not taken it. So I think they're just putting him in the doghouse right now. I would. Yeah, and uh, we are talking about some of the Jaguars because Keelan Cole, ex-Jaguar. Um, I wow. I like – I love – no, 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 I'm not done here, man. We got more time. Putting um, the puzzle together. Putting the puzzle together. I saw a couple names. I see some ex Jaguars. I love it. Uh, Keelan Cole, I, I absolutely love. I feel like he's going to be the odd man out here, though. Uh, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. Uh, Elijah Moore's obviously been having some phenomenal camp news, which his name is going to skyrocket through those rankings, which I put him in the top 100. I don't believe Joe did, and I haven't gotten a chance to look over Billy's officially. Um, I don't think but- I did, but he probably should be. I definitely have him there, and uh, we will we will look at once again. We'll get to these in a minute. Uh, but Elijah Moore's looking great. Corey Davis looking great. I think Denzel Mims the third, but I, I think they're just trying to shake it out. They got a bunch of uh, mid tier guys there. Uh, they want to see who's gonna. They're gonna give everybody a shot to play, and the, whoever's the best is gonna end up starting. And I think they're all gonna have opportunities throughout the year. But yeah, their tight end situation. Tyler Croft. I never seen him do anything. Herndon has had so many chances, like Joe said. I hope for it, but man, I there's there's some teams, there's some tight end tight end needy teams out there, and I just see Zach Ertz sitting on the trade block, and I'm shocked nobody's pulling the trigger. It is kind of curious. I got to think that maybe somebody's thinking about it. But okay, well we'll get more to the Jets um, here in, at the end of these points. I actually, so we'll get back into the wide receiver room here in a minute. Um, on to number three, Jimmy Graham says he contemplated retirement, but Coach Matt Nagy and GM Ryan Pace talked him out of it. Should Cole Komet dynasty owners be concerned? No, they shouldn't be worried at all. Jimmy Graham, he was awesome in the red zone. We have a new QB, we have a rookie QB, and a, a veteran rookie QB in Andy Dalton. Um, so they need that safety blanket underneath. I don't blame them for wanting to have all the weapons possible. Jimmy Graham was in a car accident going 90 miles an hour, flipped his car four times, and him and his dog walked away, and he got on a flight and went to some event later that evening. So I think Jimmy Graham's just unstoppable at this point. What um, a story. As a human oh, you didn't know that? I don't think I did. Yeah. Not that the dog walked away, too. That's yeah, yeah. he was really worried about his dog, but she just kind of crawled out of the back. So I think uh, Jimmy Graham has the good Lord on his side, and he's going to keep riding this, and he gives the safety blanket to the team. So – I think it's smart. I mean, we have a couple unproven tight ends behind him. Uh, he's definitely the second one, top two most talented. I mean, obviously, Komet looks like a complete stud. And you should definitely be trading for him, especially with that news being released, because you might get him a little bit of a value. But Jimmy Graham's what, 34 years old right now? So I On the last I don't, year of this deal, too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't anticipate. I mean, if we cut him, we save like four mil against the cap, which – with our cap situation is pretty solid, but uh, no, I think, uh, I think it's good to have him there. 
Absolutely mm. agree with Joe. Um, Jimmy is was good, and I think he still has that chance to get those touchdowns and maybe poach a little bit from Komet. But, I mean, especially in Dynasty, I don't think you're losing any value with him. I mean, he's still going to be the guy next year, if not this year. So uh, I think in anything in redraft, it hurts his stock a little bit because he – I mean, honestly, that might be a good sleeper tight end. You might be able to get him in like the 15, 16 round um, at the end of the draft. But, yeah, uh, I, I completely agree with Joe. Um, how many tight ends are actually on your roster, though, this year? Uh, did you guys cut it down from six, or is it still seven? We had a ton. Um I can uh, I can look that up for you, but uh, I'm I just kidding. Yeah, you said we got a couple unproven guys behind. I'm like, yeah, like seven. I would have interrupted you, but I didn't want to. Yeah, I I agree with what both of y'all are saying. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I do wonder why they didn't just allow the cap space to be freed up, but whatever. I guess they think maybe just having I, him on the team is good. I think it's depth uh, now that, you know, they're, they're missing a couple of wide receivers at this point, obviously Darnell Mooney, which we'll talk about at some point during a podcast um, and Alan Robinson's there for now. I mean, I think they're just looking at the more, the better, uh, especially with Cohen going down last year. I mean, they had a lot of injury problems in the pass catchers. I think it's just more of a safety blanket than anything. I think Komet will be the guy and Jimmy Graham will be the, Another guy, basically. Tebow's don't grow on trees, but who they? Sure don't. We have two undrafted rookies behind him, so they cut all yeah. those guys. Poor tight ends. They're not not undrafted rookies, but uh, yeah, they got uh, Harris out of there and uh, Shaheen. He's on uh, Miami now. Yeah, yeah. Good we got JP Holtz and Jesper Horstead. Who Horstead actually looked pretty good in the game that I was watching him, but obviously Jasper? not draft him at all. I like the name Jesper. Yep. I think I do too. I didn't think I would at first heard it, but now I'm reconsidering. I think him All and right. Minshew need to we need to play football together. I could see Minshew playing to a throwing to a Jesper. But For sure. Just For sure. All right, let's move on to number four. Let's make honestly, let's just make the Broncos decision for them. They can't seem to decide who to put at quarterback. So Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, Josh. As a Drew Locke stock owner, I choose okay. anyone besides Locke. Teddy Bridgewater, oh. trade for Rodgers, pick someone else. It's not Locke. I want to see it happen. He obviously lost Sutton last year, but there was no excuse for him to play that poorly. Uh, I think all Denver Broncos fans are uh, pretty upset with their choice and not going after a quarterback other than getting Bridgewater. I love Bridgewater. He looked great on Carolina. He's looked good in the past. I just think he he's the guy there for now. I mean, you're probably going to end up drafting one next year, um, if not trading for a big-name guy somewhere along the line. So I, I don't think that either one of them are the long-term answer. But at this point, I think it's Drew Locke's job to lose, and I think he'll lose it. Yeah, seems right. I would say with, with Teddy Bridgewater, you get a guy that's not afraid to throw downfield, uh, Drew Locke, that – he just seems to hold on to the ball. He's afraid to throw. He misses the wide open slant route. So I would say it's Bridgewater just based on the fact that he's willing to throw the ball. Now, Drew Locke actually looked pretty good with Sutton in there. It was definitely a safety blanket. He did complete some good passes um, to him in that time. I think it's there. I just I don't see him beating Bridgewater, who has the experience. I, I agree. I, I think that Drew Locke is going to start the season out, but – and we'll get to this next week. I think Denver's expectation should be ramped up a little bit 
And if Drew Locke's not getting it done for that offense, which should be good between Noah Fant, Sutton, Judy, all you know, those guys, I, they're going to have to switch to Teddy Bridgewater and, I mean, try their um, best to get – what? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say, of those five skill players, I mean, that's got to be a top ten, top five skill players on a team. I mean, it's it's pretty good. I mean, obviously, only, there's some... Sorry, only yeah. held back by the quarterback. Like, that's mm. literally the only thing that they're held back by right now. And if they had Aaron Rodgers, I mean, that's a Super Bowl team. The defense yeah. is top five. The offensive skill weapons. I mean, a little bit unproven, you could say, with Judy having a little bit of drop issues and then Devontae Williams just getting there. But I mean, Aaron Rodgers could make that <laughs> into a fucking Super Bowl uh, roster. I know you don't really want to talk about Aaron Rodgers, but man, that would be such a good landing spot for him. Just it following really would. Peyton Manning's footsteps. And honestly, so you, you know how Alabama players are good and, you know, certain teams' players are good. Mizzou players, quarterbacks especially, have been historically bad in the NFL. Just look at Blaine Gabbert. He's not bad, he's just not great. Chase and Daniel. Chase Daniel and Brad Smith. He played more of a wide receiver role. Chase Daniel's my hero, boys. Hey, I like Chase I'm, Daniel. Probably he's throwing like 50 passes in the one? NFL and he's like 40 million in contracts. Just it, It's definitely a Blue Mountain hero. State situation. He's definitely had the best. best <laughs> the trickle spot. down bang, dude. Yeah. You know he's getting those too. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we are towards the Teddy B camp. Teddy two loves. On to number five, the holdouts are among us. Defensive players are currently at the forefront with this. Xavier Howard, not in Miami yet. Stephon Gilmore, Jamal Adams, Chandler Jones. And I think Howard, Gilmore, and Adams are going to find a way to get it done. I don't think they're going to – I don't think Arizona's going to get Chandler Jones back. They need him back. I just don't think they're going to – need him back. They're just not going to be able to sign him for the price that he wants because I think he wants a lot of money. They see him as a 32-year-old coming off of an injury who was not having a great year before he got hurt last season, and they're going to be like, why would we pay you this much money? But in his mind, he sees J.J. Watt gets there. Not as big of a deal as you would think, but still, he got a fresh deal. Chandler Jones on the last year. I, I personally, I think he's a trade candidate currently. If that was to be the case, who do you think should trade for Chandler Jones if Arizona is unable to go to uh, him? I think the Chiefs to make a ton of sense to put him opposite Frank Clark on that. That would be pretty formidable. But Arizona needs to figure out a way to bring that man back. I mean, he sees J.J. Watt as taking food out of his pantry, which, you know, I would be pretty pissed off too uh, in that situation. So, uh, he's probably not going to take less money from Arizona, but I could see him taking less money from a team like the Chiefs uh, to come in and, and be a contender right off the bat. It's possible. Yeah. I, I would say uh, I definitely like Chandler Jones a lot, and I think the reason they got Watt there was because of his injury situation. I think he needs to take like get an incentive-laden deal. Like I know everybody wants their money, but you also want to win, and I think Arizona has that kind of defense with – Chandler Jones there it could be scary him and JJ Watt off the back and then the hundred linebackers they have uh, but if he were to get traded I vote Indianapolis Colts I think they have no defensive ends hmm. uh, they really don't okay. I mean it's quitty pay well, I know it's just it's interesting I just think that that's what they're missing on the on the Colts I think that they could use a good edge rusher 
Uh, I think that would help a lot. Uh, Darius Leonard is only going to be able to get 170 tackles a year for so long. I know that was a little bit of a stretch, but you know, not that far off. Um, and then back to uh, some more Jacksonville Jaguars news, uh, Jamal Adams, or as I like to call him, Josh Adams, who I accidentally drafted. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just seeing where this is headed. Oh, just because I said Jack, we're going to talk about Jaguars. I saw two players. I, I love Jamal Adams. How the hell did they let him go? Jacksonville was at least a mediocre team, and then he was gone. What are you talking about? Jamal oh. Adams never played for Jacksonville, you think? That, Jets, they, okay, man. so this makes complete sense of why I was so confused. I'm like, does he think Jalen uh, Ramsey is I, who we're talking about? I did. I did. That's my bad. Hmm. You know, I just okay. cut that one out. <laughs> No, Just go ahead. You were leaving it in. No, 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 no. Chop that out. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get some <laughs> we'll get some post work on that one. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I was trying to make my Jaguars point happen. And I was wondering how you were going to get Jamal Adams to. All right. All right. I'll, I'll I'll eat it. I'd take a shot of Fireball if I owned one, but I don't. Um. Anyway, regardless, Jamal Adams is going to play. I'm surprised he's even taking the chance of not playing at the moment, but he'll be there. Chandler Jones is making fifteen point five million dollars this year on his contract. Yep, that is yeah, not, not gonna... underpaid in the least bit. It's not, but he wants the years. That's that's the thing. He wants two or three more years guaranteed. So JJ Watt's making two point five million this year. It's not the money. It's the fact that he got years there. I think is what I don't know. I mean, I'm obviously not Chandler Jones. Like good friend so i don't know what his actual beef is here but Billy, just call him up and get him on the show we can ask you him. know i'll have to i, I need to facetime him real quick <laughs> see what he's got to say but uh, yeah i'll do a chain and sharp um i just i think that he is gonna hold out he's the one on this list of four names that i put down that i think is actually going to uh hold out and continue to hold out until they either don't pay him and he sits or trade him which makes a lot of sense to me or they figure it out which would be a miracle but i you know seem like far apart right now yeah i agree i think the other three are all playing i mean stefan gilmore he's he's making that money and cornerbacks especially i mean Xavier howard he's a little still pretty young but gilmore's pushing up in that age so i think he needs to make that money while he's there and i don't think there's any way he doesn't doesn't play but uh yeah, Xavier Howard, I could see him sitting out too. I mean, like Miami's building a super team right now and he wants to be there for it. So fair enough. Okay. Well, let's move on to our division previews. We are talking AFC East this week. Um, kind of an interesting division. I don't think I'm gonna say it sounds like an interesting division about every division that we talk about. So just be prepared for that. I'll probably say it every week. Um, but this one. Uh, other than Buffalo, it's kind of up in the air for the last three spots. And my, yeah, maybe the Jets are a little worse. So we'll start with them. Jamal Adams' old team, the Jets. <laughs> the Jaguars, like uh, we were talking shots about. Fired, shots fired. Hey, I was thinking of a terrible team that let one of the best defenders go. I, I get it. I messed it up. J- it's J- kind yeah, of a similar situation. I, I understand that. But anyway, the Jets are coming off a horrid season. It was terrible. We don't have to, you know, they played their way out of Trevor Lawrence, which will go down as an all-timer if Trevor Lawrence ends up being, you know, an ho- a Hall of Fame quarterback and they get stuck with pretty boy Zach Wilson. Um, I, I just see, and I don't mean to jump the gun here, but I just see uh, Zach Wilson doing exactly what Sam Darnold did there. Be okay. It's possible. Nothing around it. 
like Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson's never been in timeout in his entire life. He looks like he has, you know, kept everything straight into a T for his uh, for his entire life. You just take one look at his face, and you're like, man, that guy has never gotten a bad grade in his life. His parents are like, he didn't get a bad grade you know, because his mom yelled at the teacher until she changed it. I'm wow, sorry, but he has a, and this is this is bad, but he has a punchable face just a very punchable <laughs> face like I, yeah, I don't know why he, he really does he's probably a really nice guy that we're probably being too harsh on the guy but he you know looks he got signed into the I jets guess. he's gonna hear a lot worse than this i you yeah, you want to punch 100%. me right now don't you <laughs> <laughs> anyway so the jet skill players Corey davis denzel mims for now and Jamison Crowder are supposedly the top three on the depth chart. I personally think Elijah Moore slots in there um, ahead of Denzel Mims, and they figure out him, Jamison Crowder, and Corey Davis. And then they've got to get Chris Herndon out of there, so maybe they go ahead and just give Kyler Croft the uh, the start there. Um, they worked a lot on this O-line, so I think it's time for this O-line to start doing something. You know, they got Mackay Becton last year. They got Elijah Vera Tucker this year. And they've, you know, added a couple new pieces. And I think that this, you know, other than running back, this offense is interesting. Guys, what do you think? So are they trying to blackball Jamison Crowder at this point? I think they're trying to get him out of there. I think he's hurt. I don't, I don't, I think that's why he's, he's hurt, but they I want can't. him to take a pay cut now and. Well, you're not wrong about that. I think that they would like that. But at the same time, the receiver situation is a bunch of number two guys. Like, I think Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, and Elijah Moore and Keelan Cole is plenty serviceable because they're not going anywhere this year. So, yeah. No, completely agree about Crowder. Honestly, I was actually just pulling up some stats because I wanted to look at it. And, man, I just – ever since Washington, the, like, two – his I think second and third year, he just hasn't looked that good. He had a good year in 2019. Last year was an injury plagued year. The year before that was injury plagued. Uh, I mean, he's just is he, is he really? I, I think everyone thought he was elite at one point. I remember when Crowder was getting drafted in like the fifth round, fourth round. People were drafting him probably before actual good wide receivers. Well, normally he would catch like ten balls for seventy yards. Like it would never be spectacular, but for PPR leagues, it would always like. You know, Jamison Crowder was a guy that could, you know, get you, he'd be safe. He'd be safe like 17 points just because of that his Julian catch. Edelman role. Exactly. Like he's never going to go for 100 yards, but he'll, you know, like Jarvis Landry, he has a similar situation. But he's like, he's like, like a poor man's PPR, man. A, a poor man's Jarvis Landry. That's what Jamison Crowder is. Well, well, yeah, Jarvis Landry. All I right. Love him. I love him too. So let's just, I mean, we'll just try to tackle this nasty-ass backfield for a second. Um, well, Michael P. Ryan, Tevin Coleman, and the newly drafted guy, Michael Carter. None of those names sound interesting to me. Tevin Coleman, just because he's playing for his old coach, Robert Sala. But Robert Sala Don't you forget defense, about Ty Johnson, so, man. I mean, Ty Johnson's okay. But it's just a bunch of garbage, and they're all just being <laughs> garbage. Like, he's I, a good don't, I don't know. Country. I, I don't know which one of those guys to get excited about. Personally, I think it would be Tevin Coleman for me just because, you know, his old coach brought him in there. Just that that's the only thing I might be interested in. But 
Um, what do you all think of that backfield? I am really excited about Michael Carter. And I think with President this backfield, Carter. <laughs> President Carter, President. No, Michael Carter, man, I he's small, but the dude can play. He's shifty. I think, you know, if you want to make Tevin Coleman the short yardage back and, and Michael Carter the, you know, the 20 to 20 guy, uh, I think Michael Carter could rack up the catches. I think he's coming at a hell of a value right now. Um, probably will change as the draft season uh, creeps forward. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty excited about Michael Carter, man. That Watching his tape and seeing what he did at North Carolina, even with Javante Williams, is pretty, pretty studly. I have stock of two of the three. I think Tevin Coleman, just namesake alone, is going to get the opportunity right off the bat. And like Joe said, Michael Carter is going to be kind of the – or President Carter will be the pass catching. Um, but Michael P. Ryan, I wanted him to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be just like his brother. I assume that's his brother, Samaji. Um, They're cousins. Cousins. Okay, my apologies. Uh, I've never seen that name before other than these two, so that's why I went with it. But, um, yeah, so Michael Carter I'm really excited about. I pulled some stats, and I don't think anyone would be shocked at that offensive line rankings. Uh, This is from PFF, so who knows how great it is, but it's got to be at least decent. The Jets have the 28th best, so like the fifth worst offensive line. Um, So I think Michael Carter is going to get those dump-offs. And not to mention – the Jets have not had a pass catching running back in a while, uh, at least a couple years. Um, and at a valuable should have, but they didn't use him correctly. They used Le'Veon up the gut with their terrible offensive line, which I think is what's going to happen with Tevin Coleman. I think Tevin Coleman's stock is way down right now just because of that. He's going to be fighting an uphill battle all the entire time. And I think Michael Carter is going to come in there when they're thinking a rookie or whatever. I mean, we can stop him and then a little little dump off. I, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of Cohen situation. Uh, not that the Bears offensive line is bad, not com- comparing him. I'm just thinking uh, that kind of compliment to uh, Tevin Coleman, a game or other Montgomery. So, Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I think – I, I personally will not be having any shares of this backfield. I'd rather have a backup on a different team than have any of these guys as by, you know, the starter, quote unquote. So historically, Jets. Yeah. Historically, Jets running backs are not something you're excited about. But I think with Zach Wilson and him coming in at the same time, I think he's going to be looking not to get hit. I mean, that face is real pretty. He doesn't want to hurt <laughs> it. So he's going to dump it off to my boy, President Carter. Sure. I think, think where you're getting in, Michael Carter right now is is a pretty good steal. I think he's still under the radar. I mean, if you're not taking three running backs in the first four rounds, you're pretty much screwed at running back. So finding a guy like that that can catch four, five, six balls a game for you and then get some stuff with his legs, I think that's it's pretty good, pretty tempting. And i seen your rankings, Joe. I saw where you put them, and I appreciate it. I think we were about the same. We're really close to it, at least. I probably oh, yeah. left them off because I want to stay away from this nightmare. All right. That's fair. Speaking of nightmare, let's get to the defense. So, <laughs> CJ Mosley, very interesting linebacker. I think I would take him. Um, probably not high, though. Probably be my third linebacker on my team. Um, and then Marcus May for cornerback is literally the only person that gets me excited on this team. Um, Quinnen Williams is supposed to be good, but I'm sorry. I need to see it before I believe it. Um, does anybody on this defense excite any of you? I like Carl Lawson. I think for like a D, 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 D,
Yeah, I'm I'm looking at this team as uh, honestly, I love buying defensive players, especially safeties and linebackers on bad teams. So obviously Marcus May, uh, I think Ashton Davis has a chance to be uh, fancy relevant as well. Uh, but really, I do like CJ Mosley and I like Jared Davis from Detroit. He's not good, but he's going to be there and he's going to be in the way. Uh, Blake Cashman, too. I mean, they're all arguable. It's all there. It just depends on who's the one to get it. I think it's a good shot in the dark for IDP. I think you're grabbing someone who's on a bad team who's going to get a chance to make a lot of tackles. Um, there's They're going to be on defense a lot and they're going to be uh, called upon a lot. So I think that linebackers and safeties of teams that are historically bad are usually a good person to have on your team and you don't have to buy much on them because they don't really have any big name stars i mean mosley was a star but a little older now and i think cashman they they want him to be a thing and hasn't been yet but may is probably the one that'll get drafted the highest of the idp and then some of those some of those linemen i mean carl lawson's good sheldon rankins i like his name but other than that he's a defensive tackle and hasn't done a whole lot um and then quinn and williams they've I mean, it's just what third year now. Hopefully, hopefully he can do something, something like something like that. But it, it, he has yet to prove to everyone. While, yeah, this is third year. Yeah, Not, I think you could get yet. a steal trying to trade for CJ Mosley right now. I mean, taking I so. last year I 100% off. Agree. Yeah, taking last year off. Everyone's really low on him. I think if you floated like a second or third. Someone might bite on that, and probably not second. I'd be more comfortable with a third there. But, Josh, you bring up a really interesting point on IDP. Um, you know, I, I do like Carl Lawson, but the Jets are not going to be putting up a ton of points, so it's doubtful to me that they are going. the other team is going to be in a bunch of passing situations. So he's going to be pretty limited on what he produces. Now, if that offense starts clicking, you know, you want, you want safeties and cornerbacks from a, from a bad team but you want linebacker, uh, sorry, defensive ends on a good team there that puts the other team in throwing positions because that gives you more opportunity for sacks, force fumbles, strips, everything. So um, that's a good point, man. Good job. That's fair. I usually go linebackers and safeties. I'm just trying to make up for the whole Jamal Adams, Jalen Ramsey thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I like Carl Lawson. He's been good. Um, I think he can still get some points. But you're right, he's not going to get those late game situations unless maybe Zach Wilson is uh, is the truth. You know what I mean? Got it. Yeah. Can't pull that one out yet, you know. It's good to see LaMarcus Joyner back. Um, he was not good last year, so I'm not going to say he's somebody you need to draft, but I thought about him. I thought about talking about him, but I was like, I don't know. He was not good last year. Please don't in your IDP just pass him over. Don't don't do it. Grab starting safeties especially first. But if if Ashton Davis goes down, I mean, that's an option. I will not be holding, you know, if you want to see him get his ass beat down the field sure but all right let's get to the over under the jets are hey, real quick if you play in a team that has punters brandon man got a lot of oh points my God. i'm just saying Stop that for a punter. <laughs> we uh we do a defensive league to determine our draft order for one of our leagues and or beer olympics order um and that dude, I mean, he was the truth. I mean, it's good to have a, a, a good punter on a bad team. You there, There is such thing as a bad punter on a bad team. You don't want that. We cover it all here on offensive points. <laughs> even, the, even the punting. All right. The over-under for the Jets and their amazing punting is 6.5. I don't even need to look at their schedule to know that that's not going to happen. Joe, fire the schedule up. Let's look at this schedule. All right. Ooh. 
the Sam Darnold revenge game. That's awesome. Starting it off. Then we're going to travel to New England. So That's I'm going to no. say they're 0-2. Probably, probably 0-2. Denver, if Rodgers is there, 0-3. If not, Still think it's own three. I'm giving yeah. them the only team I'm giving them beating is maybe Carolina at this point. I think, I think if if we want to jump ahead, I think Teddy Bridgewater that's his first game. I think Drew Locke's second game he has like three picks, and then they start Teddy Bridgewater against the lowly Jets just to like get him jump started for the fan base. I could see Sam Darnold coming in hot, but I could also see him just completely fucking up and going like his first career game with the three interceptions. That's why their defense like, is good, though. Like the defense for Carolina is going to carry his sorry ass for three or four wins that he shouldn't have won. I think Zach Wilson's going to come out hot on that first game. I just, I have a feeling there's a chance at a victory. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying there's a chance. I like That'd the narrative of the Sam Darnold revenge game. I will definitely be watching <laughs> dude, that dude, one. Is it one. in Carolina or is it in? New York? Um, it's at Carolina. So yeah. All right, never mind. Um, well, he, oh, he won't see the he won't Sam Darnold won't see the ghosts like he does in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so week four, we're gonna try or at Tennessee. They have a home game at Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee's gonna okay. kill him. Oh, oh and four. Atlanta is week five. Say Maybe. Uh, either way. I mean, that could be a shootout. We'll give him one in four there. Let's be yeah, nice. let's give him one of these wins. I don't know. Yeah. Uh New England right. coming in. Um again. Yeah. That week, early? Week, Oof. Yeah. Week seven. Hmm. Uh so yeah, still one still one for me. Then they got Cincinnati. Yeah, Indy, they're not gonna okay, Buffalo, we've given, them, we've given them one yeah, we've given them one win like they're playing Houston there. week twelve. I think they could get to two wins there. Yeah, I think it's a it's an under for me. Uh, uh, all around. Yeah, their schedule is really freaking tough, man. Um, How are all these schedules so hard? Who's playing all the bad teams? Is there one team out there that's playing like the Jets, the Bengals? I'm sorry, I'll give them three wins. They play Philly week 13, so. That's true. I will say the Eagles got lucky. While while you brought them up, uh, we're going to beat the Jets. <laughs> um, we got lucky, and that's that was actually our 17th game. We got them as the extra game. And I was like, well, that's nice. A little pad there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little battle for Hurts. Okay, well, I think it's a universal under. I don't know what is up with this schedule for bad teams. That's Jaguars getting fucked and Jets both both one and two draft picks both getting fucked. I don't See? understand. Connection. How they do that. Jaguars and Jets. We got it. Oh my god. Well, you just hate J names because they apparently <laughs> confuse you. Um because Jamal and Jalen also confused you, but that's oh, beside geez. the point. Um Enough Jets talk. Fuck them. They're, it's bad Please. season. Jets fans, we'll get to next season. Maybe things will start looking up, but not this year. So let's move on to the Patriots as our second team. Um, I Josh, am, do you want to talk about them a little bit? I absolutely do. I am hyped about the Patriots, not because they're going to win and they're not going to win the Super Bowl. I was just kidding earlier. I like the opportunity for fantasy players at a low value. I think the whole Johnny Henry is going to scare people off, but one or both of them are going to be fantasy relevant. I just have a feeling I don't know who, and I won't even guess because I love both of those tight ends. Um, I would, I guess, probably lean to Henry, but he's had injury concerns, so that's tough too. Uh, but I, I like their wide receivers. I know that it's not great. I like Nelson Aguilar. He looked great in Vegas the last two years. 
uh, Kendrick Bourne uh, from San Francisco has ha- actually sneakily had fantasy relevant games. Um, I don't think they're great, but I think the options of them, I'm not excited about the running backs. I honestly could not find a place for Damian Harris in my top 100. I gave him one, but the best it, running. You missed the best wide receiver on the team. Oh, uh, who's that? Jacoby Myers. Well, yeah, Jacoby I most, Myers fan, most fantasy relevant wide receiver. So I do want to point out that through camp, Cam has had a bigger connection with Kendrick Bourne. So he's the sure-handed guy there. He's like the uh he's uh, fast, dude. Cam can overthrow him by six freaking feet and he can still come down (laughs) with it. So I just I haven't been sold on Jacoby Myers, honestly. That's why I did not list him as someone I'm excited about. But he could be good. That's the thing, is they're they're all shots in the dark and you're getting them all that great value. I, I I'm not gonna draft Nelson Aguilar in the sixth round or anything, but I think these are all people that are not in the top 100. I think Damian Harris is really the only one who's in the top 100, and I'm not excited about him. I think Billy, I do you have your rankings pulled up? up? Do I have my rankings pulled up? Yeah. Not Where did you have but Myers? I can get them. Um, well, if you want to fill for me for a second. You didn't yeah, have to fill for you. No. I don't want to talk about how Damian Harris might be a I fucking I do have steal. Myers in there. I had Harris in like the 80s, and I'm pretty sure you did too, Joe. We were right in that 70s. Jacoby spot. Meyer was 85. Damian Harris, Damian Harris was 81. I did, I did bump uh, Damian Harris up a little bit in my, uh, my new rankings. Uh, did you? you I, new rankings already? I revised it a little bit. You can't do that. You sent them to me already. <laughs> I know, but this is for my own personal thing. I got him at 62 right now. Damian Harris at 62? Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. I have him behind Javante Williams Ew. and ahead oh, of Javante Johnson. Okay, that's fair. See, this is why we just need to get these rankings together, and then we'll uh... – uh, Joe, you had him at I, – I just want to be clear. You had him at 78, and I had him at 92. Yeah. So I, I, I revised it at work today a little bit. I, uh, okay. Well, we can we can we have some time to edit these and everything. But I will say that I I think he he could be and he's a steal because he's basically a starting running back in that back end. I don't think I don't think he needs to be too high up there because that Melvin Gordon Javante options there. I mean, both of them technically have a better chance than this guy. But I I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's an option that okay. So fun fact: their offensive line. Do you, do you guys want to guess where they're at an offensive line? Okay, Billy, you got a guess? Sorry, what what were you saying? Where is the Patriots ranked in offensive line? What is your guess? I guess like 13 or 14. No, number three. And I think it's mainly because of Trent Brown there. But at the same time, uh, Junior's brother almost lost whoa. an arm in an ATV accident. I didn't, but you're full of the crazy news. Know these no. facts about vehicle incidents. <laughs> I follow the police scanner, Bill. Yeah, clearly. I'm an ambulance chaser good. on the side. Um, that's crazy. So, oh, Sonny Michelle is still on the team. See, that's that's the thing I don't understand. So they got Damian Harris, they got Sonny Michelle, they got Ramondre Stevenson, who they just drafted, and they re-signed JJ or uh, James White. And they have J.J. Taylor. That's my problem with Damian Harris. I cannot get behind someone who has – and it's the Patriots. They use so many running backs. James White's still going to get used. Stevenson or Michelle or J.J. Taylor could all get used as well. Not all, but one or two of them. 
so See, i just value everywhere it's uh, value because you're getting him so, so late but, yeah like, i know, mean i'm a big fan i mean approach. i've been all the mock drafts I'm doing, I did one the other day where I just went wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. Actually, I think I went tight end in there. Wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end. Just to mess around and see what kind of team I could end up with. I mean, the running backs late that I think still have a lot of value, your Michael Carters, your Damian Harris's, your Javante Williams, I I wouldn't feel comfortable going into the season with them. But with the way my wide receivers looked, I was very comfortable with so that we, setup. Somehow we haven't touched on this yet. And I mean, obviously, it's still pretty early, but... Do mock drafts, ladies and gentlemen. Do mock drafts. Go see what other people are doing. There's always going to be a mock draft you pop in and someone drafts Patrick Mahomes number one overall or something stupid and whatever. But you can still gauge where people's interests are. with, And then and maybe you'll see something that you're like, wow, why are they drafting him there? Are they just being dumb? Or is that something that I should look into? And I really, honestly, I learned a lot from mock drafts in my early years. Uh, just doing three or four of them for stupid things or just join a random league on ESPN People seem to actually do that a little bit better than mock drafts. Um, or really, well, I guess I haven't, I haven't told you all, but in probably late July, early August, we're going to be a part of like some like fantasy industry mock drafts where like, you know, we get together with people that are like also having, you know, other podcasts, other YouTube shows and stuff. Other we're experts, gonna, Billy. It's what we are. Other experts, other experts. Sure. There you go. And we're going to, mock draft with them and then um kind of see where we're all at and, and we're gonna be... kick that ass in a mock draft yeah we're gonna i know we're probably in uh, leagues with most of these people but what we should really do is after all these mock drafts are done we should join a elite elitist and then we can be like talking about who's number one and offense if offensive points doesn't win it we donate fifty dollars to i don't know a charity something hey we're already yeah. in the red on this podcast man so. i know i know i'm we just got, trying we to gotta pull I through mean, on keep it. it interesting but i mean i have i have faith between <laughs> us three billy <laughs> has told me so many times of the leagues he's won even though i never weren't even wasn't even in them joe i've watched you win our league and many leagues and you guys all know my winning history so that's always nice for sure billy's all the right. dynasty king yeah apparently that's my my calling in life um we want to touch on the defense for just one second because it's a pretty it's good one. very studly. Yeah, I, there's a lot of good on this defense. You got Matt Judon, which admittedly, his name brings a lot more attention than like his stats do. Um, you hear Matt Judon, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy's really good. But then like the stats don't always back that up. But it's because Bill Belichick changes, changes things in my yeah. opinion. If he gets defensive end eligibility, absolutely. But he's been an outside linebacker, and this is another three-four uh, situation. So, yeah, I just I, I love Judon. I, I picked him up thinking that he would be a defensive end, and he was an outside linebacker for the entire year, even though he played on the line the entire time. So, right. And then you got I'm a Kyle, huge fan Kyle, of Van, Kyle Van, Van Noy. That's who yeah. I'm going with. Trade for that man. He is always around the football. He just he appears like Jesus. He walks on water. He scores touchdowns. He gets interceptions. He racks up tackles. There's not a lot this guy doesn't do. Um, try to trade for him. Try to trade for him. Hundred percent. And then the other guy that you need to keep on the list, Dante Hightower. He sat out last year. Back now. He's going to be solid. He's going to be solid on that on that line uh, as a line on the part of that linebacking core. And you're going to get you know plenty of stats from him as well stay away from the secondary don't don't really touch them. absolutely adrian phillips man 
He's, no, ever since he was a, they're not a Charger, man, he, he racks up tackles. He's another guy that's always around the football. I'll see it when I – I'll believe it when I see it when it comes to the New England secondary because Stephon Gilmore, afterthought. J.C. Jackson, amazing ball hawk, afterthought when it comes to tackles. Devin McCourty, afterthought. Like, it, it's just – I would if, – if it was me personally and I needed a cornerback, I would not do a Patriot. It's just – they're Stephon amazing, Gilmore. but not not in drafts. Yeah, Stephon Gilmore is in that like Jalen Ramsey, Richard Sherman category where he's a great cornerback, but he doesn't produce fantasy stats. He Adrian yeah. Phillips finished with 109 tackles and two interceptions in a sack. But historically, Patriots safeties, aka Devin McCourty, has been there for 90 years or something. Um, do not get tackles. I don't know what it is, but the, the, the linebacker core and defensive line that Belichick builds is usually ball stealing those tackles. Really, I, I I like it. I like Adrian Phillips. I think he's good. I think that's your that's your fantasy relevant D back. But I wouldn't be excited about him. Like I'm not trying to. He's not my steal of the year or anything. Well, I'm excited about him, Josh. I'm 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 excited that you're excited about him. All right. Hell yeah. Respect. For sure. All right. Well, hey, real quick, do you think okay. uh, where do you think Gilmore goes? Do you think he gets I, traded? I, I, I think he stays. I think if they were going to trade him, he would have been in Atlanta right now, but that didn't happen. So I think that they figure him out. I think Bill Belichick likes him, and that's why he's not going to leave. What would be a great trade for them is if they traded him for Zach Ertz, but they already have every tight end in the league, so they don't need another one. Sure, they signed them all. I want to see him go to Chicago. I think we can make it happen. With hmm. what? What do you? What's your? What's your trade offer there? Picks. Yeah, with your bunch of cap room that you have for. Yeah, is, yeah. Massive are you guys? Are you guys finally? Did you guys make up for all those Khalil Mactrip picks? Like, are, are you? Yeah, we on? just we had our our first one back this year. It was nice. Oh. <laughs> and then we and then we traded yeah. next year's first away. And uh, hey, Fields is going to be a stud. Let's not get yes, that he is. Can't okay, wait let's to talk go. About the Bears. Let's go to the over/under. We're looking at nine. Nine. Nine and nine and eight is the prediction. Nine and eight. Um. Well, we got Miami week one. Kind of a coin toss. Coin flip on that. New York Jets. Dub. New Orleans Saints. Dub. Tampa Bay. Loss. Probably a loss. Yeah, It'd be, that'll, loss. That'll be a fun game, though. <laughs> yeah, that'll be real fun. Tom coming yeah. back to the. Oh, is that his? Is that his revenge game finally? Has, <laughs> yeah. Has he had it yeah. No, that'll be it. That'll be fun. Um, it's in Foxborough too. Exactly. It's the yeah. it's the Brady. Uh, oh, they did that on purpose for sure. Homecoming. Damn, oh, for sure. Tickets Homecoming. for that game are starting at eight hundred and ninety dollars. I would bet so. Jesus. He's going to need to wear a bulletproof vest during the game. <laughs> anyway, after that. Uh, we got Houston. Dub. dub. Dallas. I'm going to say they lose. Four and two, maybe. No, I'm going to say they lose to Dallas. Okay. I would unfortunately say that too. I'm actually pretty high on Dallas this year. Uh, New York Jets again. Five and then three. Chargers. Class Class up. Up. Carolina. Say it's a probably, they probably win. Yeah. We got the Cam revenge game there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in Carolina, too. Uh, we got Cleveland. That's a loss. Yep. Atlanta. That's a win. Tennessee, Buffalo, loss, loss. 
Indianapolis, I'm going to say a loss. Buffalo, loss. Jacksonville win. And Miami, another coin flip. So, I, I am, that was nine. Some, so, I was going to say their, their division's so weak other than Buffalo. I mean, they can beat Miami both games, and they're probably going to beat the Jets both games. So, there's four wins right there, basically. But Two is awful. I mean, that, that's two wins. I have many things to say about Miami. And, yeah, uh, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. But... I was thinking those four wins would help them, but man, they got some tough ones going against Brady. And I mean, I know the Saints don't have a quarterback right now. I mean, they have one, but they don't have Breeze. That team's still good. That team didn't change overnight because Breeze is gone. I mean, obviously Breeze is gone, but that's not a, that's not an automatic win either. Like, okay, so you want to hear you want to hear the thing, my thing about this? I thought they were going to suck last year. They ended up eight and eight. This team that they have now is better than that one. That's yeah. true. So they have they have is, weapons now. How is two more wins not possible? You know, I, I, I'm not. I, I'm whoever's Vegas is definitely. Uh, these, these guys are earning their money right now because I think that nine. I was actually thinking maybe if they had some real easy games, but they really didn't have any like immediate automatic wins. Well, they have so. like seven for sure, like probably wins, and then they have like four coin flips. I could see them going and getting that nine win mark. That was the problem. But so I, I could see him 10 and seven. Why not? Like Belichick smart and they're going to win a weird game. Like they played. I remember when they played Arizona last year and Arizona was on like this crazy, like win streak, just beating like Buffalo and somebody else. And then they went to Foxborough and lost on like a fucking field goal at the buzzer. And I'm like, what the fuck did Patriots win that game? So I, I just I don't know. Like they're gonna beat like the Colts or somebody where you're gonna be like, How the hell did they win that game? And I, I don't know. So if I, I honestly if, think over. I think I'm gonna go over. If I was drunk in Vegas, I'd put twenty, forty bucks on it. Just you know. I think I'm gonna put over for them. Bill Belichick's suspicious, man. There's gonna be fog, I, there's you know, food poisoning. <laughs> not, I'm not accusing him of doing that, but it's just it's suspicious all the time. Isn't it always eerie when the fog rolls in at yeah. New England right around game time? And it's like, it was a clear, beautiful day just 15 minutes ago. And His great just... aunt was actually one of the uh, women accused in the Salem witch trials. So she must have uh, passed along the the gene to be able to summon fog. See, here's the thing. I don't even know if you're lying or not because you know weird facts like this. Like, that's <laughs> this the thing. I don't even know if you're kidding. This it, was a yeah, lie. See, the thing is, is you know some weird shit. That I think yeah. you might be telling the truth at the same time. They do have a great fan base, so those home games are pretty good. I would honestly, I'd be down to bet on the even. I mean, it's it's exactly nine, right? Bet directly on nine. Bet directly on Maybe. nine. It's, I don't know what the odds would be on that. I mean, do you, do you get extra for that, or do you just good is question. it just a normal bet? No. I don't know because it doesn't put it on there. I'm sure you can just bet on an amount of wins. So are one of these Sundays, are we going over to the sports book in uh, East St. Louis? Sounds like it. Sounds like we need to. We need at least book. load up I think on we do. For sure. But for the time being, we are going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we got the Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills to tackle. So don't go anywhere. What's good, IDP Army? It's Jordan Reigns, and quickly I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on, the Ultimate IDP Index. 
The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players, rookies or veterans for 2021. Inside, you're going to find contract information, tiered IDP rankings, detailed player production profiles going back to 2017, suggested trade values, and a whole lot more, including unique write-ups, unique videos that will only be available within the Ultimate IDP Index. But to me, probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly. So you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your dynasty league at any given moment. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for the IDP Army Patreon today. Patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Join the Black Ops tier and join the IDP Army today. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Join, join it, that love it, do it. Here. Have you joined it yet? If you haven't, you're behind. Just going to let you know that now. All right, so we are going to go ahead and talk about the Miami Dolphins. Um, they have one huge question mark this year, in my opinion, and I think that starts with Mr. Tua. Tonga Viola. I five interceptions today or yesterday. All right. So here's the thing. We need we need to leave these OTA interceptions alone. Because Lies. they were talking it's... bad about Cam too, about it. Like, oh, he overthrew this guy in a couple throws that I, I recorded. Because when you're in training camp, you throw throws that you would never normally throw during a game. You're just like testing something out. So I don't really hold that against him as much. As you know, him just not improving. So if this improves for him, then I'm fine with it. Um. So Josh, do you want to kick us off? Talk about a few dolphins that you like. Yeah, uh, let's talk about it. Um, I haven't actually. Once again, these rankings are coming, but I did notice one thing about Devonte Parker. All of us have him extremely low this year, which is really steal value. Uh, Joe had him at 80-something. Can't read my his uh, numbers. It's a very small exp- uh, spreadsheet. 82, and uh, Mr. Billy had him at 95, and I actually believe I left him off. I might have – oh, no, I put him at 89. Never mind. Um, so that is super low. Eighth round, I mean, you might be able to get him – slip him in the seventh there if you, you know, sometimes reach a little bit if you need a wide receiver and you see him there. Uh, I like him. I I – I don't dislike Waddle. I think the hype surrounding him over Devonta Smith, which I talked about at the draft and many times before, I think he can be good. But honestly, I think the scariest part of this is the Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, Devonte Parker. All three of them are at least valuable wide receivers, and they could, any of them could be really great, or all three of them could just share and get three catches a game. So I don't know. What are you guys thinking? I- I agree completely. I honestly, the the issue I have and why I put him so low is a the mouths to feed, and b I don't believe in Tua, and I I just don't. I don't I don't trust that he's going to get better, and I think it's going to hurt the wide receivers. Like it, he has this you know exact wide receiver core, which should be perfect for a 
um, quarter, a new quarterback. And if he can't figure it out with this, these guys, you know, I don't, I don't believe as much. Joe, what do you think? I think Will Fuller is going to be the absolute alpha there. I think he, I don't know where you guys had him on your rankings. I think Will Will Fuller is going to be an absolute steal for them. Um, very yeah, big fan of that. Six, Joe. Yeah. And uh, Bill, Billy had him at 90, and I don't think I had him listed. Really? Man, you don't believe in the Miami at all, do you? I honestly, I had I had Waddle in there, but uh, yeah, I don't, I really don't. Like you said, uh, Tua, I don't believe in him, and uh, we'll get to the offensive line in a second, but uh, Tua getting replacing. Uh, Fitzpatrick last year when Fitzpatrick was playing phenomenal with one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Um, I just, I don't see it being a good thing. I mean, the running back situation isn't great. I mean, there, there's some talent there, but it's not great. Uh, the wide receivers are good. So, I mean, it's really too, uh, like, can he, it, it, this is his prove it year. I mean, he does not, his backup is Jacoby Brissett who has been okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough going for Tua. Actually, while while I'm already talking, guess the uh, the Miami Dolphins offensive line rank according to PFF. Twenty nine, mm, probably like twenty four, thirty. Hmm. It is bad. It it's, is bad. It's bad. It is bad. Okay, my Will Fuller thing is Tua does not have to be accurate in the least bit for a guy like Will Fuller. He'll True. get open. He throws it off. The man can track a ball like no one else in the business. So he was Deshaun Watson's safety blanket, and he could just throw it up when he felt pressure. And I think Will Fuller is going to do the same thing for Tua. So I'm pretty high on him. Go draft him. The problem, the problem is when he gets helped off by trainers at some point in the season. Well, it's going to happen. But the story of Will Fuller, which is sad because he's amazing when he's out there. Like I love watching him play, but it's just – it's always sad. Right. In, in our way. best ball league, I'll go ahead and take Will Fuller earlier than anyone else, and I'll be laughing my ass off when he has his eight games where he's a top That's ten a wide good receiver. Person. That is a good person to have in a best ball league, too. One of the boomer bust players. Yeah, uh, true. So I don't know much about Waddle because I really don't follow college football enough. Uh, I probably should more, but you know, my wife would kill me if I watch football all weekend. Um, but is Jalen Waddle kind of that slot guy? I mean, is he going to be that that guy? Because right well, now, he Will was, Fuller and Devontae are not check down guys. They are both. He was kind of, a burner in college. Like, see, he that's was what the I guy thought. That would uh, go, you know, 80 yards down the field and catch the ball. Kind of like Will Fuller. Like, I, I don't know. They're kind of the same. Not well, the and Devontae. I mean, all three of those guys seem like the down the field. Well, he, guys. Was, he was the slot guy um, before. Waddle got hurt, and then Devontae moved out. Oh, I'm talking about Devontae Parker. Sorry, my apologies. Oh, I meant Devontae oh. Smith. Yeah, I know. I see where you're going with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I feel it looks like they're all three down the field guys, which is a good – it's not a bad problem to have unless you have one of the worst offensive lines and an unproven quarterback, which is exactly what Miami has. True. All right. Well, I – you know, we've, we've used up a lot of time, so I'm going to start my Miles Gaskin rant. Fantasy football, Twitter, TikTok, all of you experts out there, the Miles Gaskin as a sleeper train is over. Everybody knows about Miles Gaskin now. You can stop making your videos, stop writing your articles. I know that's not even done yet. That's the worst part. It's just getting started. 
because I've seen probably 30 to 40 videos and articles about the biggest sleeper this year is Miles Gaskin. And I get it. His ADP is really low right now. I understand that because guess what? Anybody who plays fantasy football hasn't even started playing yet. And I get that you're trying to like raise awareness and all this stuff. But if you're just now writing your article or just now putting your video package together for Miles Gaskin, you're late. You're late. Trains have passed. Trains full. It's gone. Left station. So I think Miles Gaskin is going to be properly rated by the time the season starts, and he's not going to be a sleeper anymore. So while he is a good sleeper for right now in the middle of fucking June, by August, that's not going to be the case. And it's all the experts out there that have already, you know, hyped him up way too much. Like he's he's going to creep up to like running back twenty, running back eighteen. You guys he's not he's not that good. All right, you guys put him at fifty one. Both. Both of you. How? He's, he's good. I, he's, he's not that great. He was perfectly serviceable last he year had when, when he wasn't hurt. He had 600 rushing yards and 400 receiving yards. Well, and, how many games? Probably like six. I'm actually not looking at his games, but yeah, he's had 17 games. Okay, I'll give him that. That That's a good thing, but I just don't trust that offensive line. There's no one there that I, I honestly, Skura, their, their center, is the only one I actually really am like, yeah, he could be good. Um, those those tackles are, are unproven, and I think it's going to be a, a tough running lane. I get it. He's a starting running back, but I think at this point, some of those Devonta Freemans, and I, I don't even know what's going on with Gurley. I thought he was signing with uh, uh, Detroit, but you know, there, there's some running backs out there, and I, I think Miami is a, a candidate for a signed running back. They believe in Miles Gaskin for some reason. We don't know why yet, but they believe in Miles Gaskin. The friggin' Malcolm Brown signing really takes a lot off his plate for me. I mean, when you really dive into it, their line's so bad. I think Malcolm Brown gets the short yardage stuff, and Savan Ahmed really was playing well last year in his play. So I don't think they're just going to hand over the reins of the backfield to Gaskin. You're going to see three guys with three very individual roles there. I mean, uh, Gaskin was getting most of the goal line work last year. I think Brown takes that role from him. I could see his touchdowns drop. But, again, there's value for running backs. I just – the thing is is they didn't do that. Like, they did not do that last year. They had Salomon Ahmed and Miles Gaskin last year, and when one was healthy, the, that one played, and the other one did not. So, I like, the coach clearly has some thing about him about using one running back, and I, I don't know why, and I don't know why he's attached to Miles Gaskin. That's where, we're, that's where we're at, at least to start. I just, I don't know. I guess I'm just, I just, I see them as a candidate to sign someone else, and I think that there's so many serviceable. They, they would have drafted someone. <clears throat> No, 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 no. That. There are still free agents out there. They're not great, but, but they don't need. Options. They didn't need to. They could have drafted a guy. It would have been a lot cheaper than signing. I'm surprised Todd they Gurley. didn't. I, like, I am that's actually what I'm saying. very surprised Najee Harris didn't go here. I thought yes. they would, or Etienne. Um, but I thought honestly, Etienne was headed there. I honestly, I just, I just, I can't get behind it. I think there's so many teams with two good running backs out there. I think Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams can both have better years together than miles gaskin it's possible it's just and we'll you know i'm moving this to the defense the the coach just believes in his guys like if you're there it's like a culture thing because like i know you all saw this week jerome baker got a contract extension 
Jerome Baker has not been amazing. For fantasy, he has been really good. But in overall football, I don't think a lot of people know who Jerome Baker even is. But he does his job. And for some reason, the coach just locks on to these guys. And he wants them on his team. And I appreciate that. That's actually good, you know, a good way of being a coach. But, like, Andrew Van Ginkle is going to take Kyle Van Oy's spot. And he's going to probably be a really good linebacker this year. Um, this this entire defense is pretty good. I, I mean, Christian Wilkins is, is awesome. He you know he, he he's been good. He has not been off the page good. Uh, Manuel Ogba has been good, and I think he will continue um, as the defensive end there. Andrew Van Ginkle, good late dart throw, awesome, pretty good name. He's he ran back a couple of touchdowns last year for uh, a couple pick sixes, a couple fumble recoveries. And then Jerome Baker is obviously, you know, the star on that defensive team for fantasy purposes, at least. Uh, I can't really leave out Benedict McKinney either. I mean, he had a little bit of a rough year last year. Pretty sure he dealt with some injuries. But uh, 100 tackles in uh, 2019. Benedict. Bener- Benedict. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Benedict. Like Benedict, uh, man. That sounds like so proper. Benedict. Uh, yeah, no, uh, he had he had 100 tackles 2019. Uh, I think he can do that on this team. This defense looks really good. I actually really like Ogba and Wilkins. Those are both steel defensive ends uh, mm-hmm. in IDP drafts. I've had both of them on my team, actually. I'd never know who to choose from between the two, but I think uh, Ogba had near double-digit sacks last year. Um, Jalen Phillips, uh, for dynasty purposes, I think he's going to be great. I think it's going to give him a little bit – it's going to take a little time. He's probably going to take one of those guys' spots. Uh, I know he's – kind of a linebacker but i think he's going to kind of play that outside linebacker role that's my logic and then javon holland they got some honestly i love what they've been doing with their freaking 100 draft picks that they've had um holland could be a weird sneaky uh safety to grab and then not fancy wise but i love their uh defensive back core in general uh byron jones from dallas xavian howard obviously and jason mccourty i know uh he's kind of the lesser of the mccourties but he's still pretty freaking great so I, uh, that defense is just solid all around. I mean, their linebacker is probably the worst part, and they still have guys there. That's true. That's true. Um, Joe, are you going to give up on Preston Williams, or are you still holding your Preston Williams stock? <sighs> oh, that's a tough question, Bill. I've been fighting the demons in my head with this one. Um, <laughs> my hope for Preston Williams is that someone trades for him, or they cut him, and someone grabs him. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Preston Williams is a very good fourth receiver on this team. Uh, Miami would be really smart to hang on to him, but uh, I don't know. I don't see a way for him to really play to his full potential with these guys ahead of him, um, which is very upsetting to me because Preston Williams is my dude, man. Yeah, the, this, the stock does drop off after that. Lynn Bowden from Vegas, which he's had a very he's interesting, interesting career. He's, he's, he's kind of like a running back slash wide receiver, but so is Jakeen Grant. I mean, he's that speedy guy, but right. I think kick returner. He's always yeah. good for one kick return touchdown a year. Or one. Alan Hearns is still touchdown. playing football. They wheel That's him incredible. out. Yes. I he's actually only 29 years old. <laughs> wow. Dude, Man, Jacksonville. Old. That actually is surprising. <laughs> Jacksonville yeah. had so many weirdly good wide receivers because the team was so bad for so long that like people had good years or good plays at least. And people you recognize their names and you go, Oh yeah, that was one of the hundred Jacksonville wide receivers. It's true. Man, I do Sad. say, you know, I'm all about my vibe guys like uh, you know, Carter Minshew and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh Mac Hollins and his wondrous afro. 
uh, can bring that vibe. Probably win <laughs> yeah. him a couple games just with the Afro. I I wanted Matt Collins to happen. It, it didn't, and I don't think it will, unfortunately. That's tough. All right, on to their over-under. We're looking at, same as the Pats, we're looking at nine games. I would I would actually bet on the under, like, really confidently. I think that they could be an eight-game team. I'm not even looking at their schedule right now. I just – that that offensive line and an unproven Tua, and even if something doesn't happen with Tua, Jacoby, I, I just – I know, you know, I've already talked about Gaskin. I just don't have confidence there. Like, there's – Great wide receivers, and Tua has the chance for it. The defense is good, but he's still got to make the plays. I mean, he's got to score points. That dude, he's going to have to score thirty points a game, or at least close to it. And if he if he doesn't, which I could see him not doing it, I just as somebody who was holding the Miami defense in leagues where you could have team defense last season, the defense won them a lot of games. They no, would usually have you know, at least one defensive touchdown a game, which was, it just seemed impossible that it could continue to be that way. And yet it kept happening. So I'm not going to say they got lucky last season. That seems really like, you know, flippant with what progress they did make last season, but damn, they got lucky last season. Like when now they don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick there to hold to his hand anymore. Jacoby Brissett ain't holding shit. So you know, and they don't have was, Kyle Van Noy to literally be around the football all the freaking time. Exactly. And if they can't get the Xavier Howard thing figured out, which I think they will, <laughs> That's but really if they scary. don't, like if they don't, that is – I would also it, go the under. I don't need to see the schedule. I, I would say under, too. It just – that team is scary. Scary. I'm going to go some, under, too, but I'm going to run through the schedule real quick. We got yeah, go New England, Buffalo, Las Vegas – Indianapolis, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, Atlanta, Buffalo, Houston, Baltimore, Jets, Carolina, and Jets. You know, there was a lot of winnable games. You just There's a lot of there. winnable games, but I'm not I'm still not confident. I love what they're building here, and I think they're just a couple years off. I'm sorry to say it, Dolphins fans, but I think next year, uh maybe some retooling of that offensive line, maybe Grabbing a running back. I'm sorry, I still don't like Gaskin. I just I think that there's some options here, and they got the draft capital to do it. I think we all know that. And mm-hmm. these young guys, they're going to be there for a long time, and they get to literally pick and choose which ones they resign. So if they don't do it, they they get to choose, and they are going to be under cap for a long time since every, the the youth movement is so big here. I just don't see it this year. I, there's no playoffs in their in their forecast. I think. If two teams make it to the playoffs from this division, which I don't think they will, it'd be the Patriots and obviously the Bills. I agree. They can't go eight and eight anymore, so eight and nine. Yeah. And I think they can win those eight, but they could also go way under that number. That's true. All right. Well, let's move on to the Buffalo Bills. Um, Joe, I'm just going to – hand this one off to you i I don't even know you know i'm gonna let you talk about it i don't know necessarily there is a ton to talk about this fucking whole roster is stacked but joe take us away okay i want to start off by saying buffalo did exactly what they needed to do in this draft they're a phenomenal team top to bottom but i i think they really did they they stacked the trenches in this draft they start off with greg rousseau who 
by all reports in camp has been uncoverable. He's a freaking monster there on the line. They followed it up with Basham, uh, another defensive end, and then they went with two tackles and Spencer Brown and Tommy Doyle. They are building this team now in the trenches. They're getting depth in the trenches, and that is huge for a team trying to make a deep run in there. It's good for the offense. It's great for the defense, what they're doing there. So not only they got Russo balling already, they stacked up with the defensive end. They got star Lutulele. I'm always going to screw his name up, but he's returning from a COVID holdout last year. And he'll be right there in the middle of that defense, really anchoring and making teams account for the center of that defense right there. I think that makes the defense even better this year, which, uh, is saying something because they were pretty damn good last year. Um, you know, basically from camp, I've just been reading. I know it's early. Josh Allen and Emmanuel Sanders have not been on the same page throughout camp here. So that might leave the door open for Gabriel Davis or Isaiah Hodgins, who uh, is another camp standout. He was their six-round pick last year. Um, I think they have a great wide receiver core. You got Cole Beasley in the middle there. I, I'm predicting an even bigger year for Josh Allen this year, which is even which is pretty hard to say after what he did last year. But then they went, they signed Mitch Trubisky, starting quarterback. <laughs> Listen, the more I think about this signing, man, I think it's actually really good. Mitch Trubisky played his best football when he was allowed to play like Josh Allen plays. If there happened to be an injury to Josh Allen, he had to miss a game or two. I think Trubisky could fill in and actually win them football games with what's been around him. Um, my, I really like what they've done all the way around. Now, my steal for for dynasty purposes, probably not redraft, uh, Antonio Williams. Um, he had the two-touchdown game last year. Zach Moss is starting out this season injured already. Devin Singletary – sucks can we go ahead and say that he, he ain't very I good i think i can say that yeah and then matt breed is there he offers speed but he's hurt all the time too i see a way from antonio williams if he makes the roster which I, I assume he will to make it up to the one or two fairly quickly i assume it's zach moss's job to lose there but very sneaky plus you get an rb2 on a team with literally no capital on your team you can grab him off the waiver wire right now so Overall, I'm very hyped about the Buffalo Bills this year. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Okay. I, I have to agree with many of your points and probably not all of them. Um, but I, I do. I want to start off with the running back game. Uh, I completely agree. Devin Singletary is just I, – I don't I, – I think we, they tried to make it happen. It's over. He's, 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 not, he's not good. He's okay. He is a great backup running back, which I think what is exactly what Mitch Trubisky is to Josh Allen. I think he is a – he is probably the best backup quarterback in the league right now on teams. I, agree. I mean, unless you count the Saints, which you don't really know what's going on. But, I mean, honestly, Jamie's and Taysom Hill, I just, they, they make up one good quarterback. So we'll get to them later, but not today, but some other time. Um, offensive line, uh, number 13, so pretty much standard, uh, pretty, pretty decent, not great. That wide receiver core is ridiculous. Um, Honestly, this team is debatable best team in football right now. That defense, I will, I'm going to go ahead and coin them number one, and I'll get to that in one second. But Stephon Diggs cost me a no. championship. All right, well, 
but you can get to that in a second. Uh, Stephon Diggs cost me a championship. Fuck you, Danny. Um, he put up four touchdowns in our championship game week 16 last year. Um, I needed third. I needed him not to score 33 points, and he scored like 50. So uh, phenomenal wide receiver. I love the change of scenery for him last year, and this year is going to be no different. Josh Allen is the second-best quarterback out there, and I think that's pretty much undisputable. I don't know. Uh, Billy might say something about Baker Mayfield. Oh, that's true. No, okay, all right. All right. Not against Josh no, Allen. No Kyler okay. Murray. Uh, I think Kyler Murray is a third. His legs is I, interesting. Yeah, I, I was Bill. waiting to hear it from Billy. No, no. Ky- Kyler and Lamar are right in that three category. I understand <laughs> you guys' reservations on Lamar, but they're both kind of the same guy. Anyway, I'll, I'll speed through this real quick. Uh, back to them running backs. Moss is a steal right now. Me and Joe have him in our like 90s. I didn't even see him on Billy's, so he's got him in the late hundreds or somewhere in the hundreds. Um, I think that's a steal right there. This offensive line is good, and this team is going to be winning football games, and that guy is going to get some carries. I also, I think, Joe, this is one thing I disagree with you on, Matt Breida is actually going to have a role. We talk about how trash Singletary is. Breida doesn't have to carry the brunt of it like he did on Miami and then in San Francisco when everyone else was injured. He That man put the team on his back in San Francisco when all those running backs got injured. Um, he, he was injured himself and still played through it. I think Brita is one of those people that got coined injury prone because he got injured, but I think he's, uh, he's a champ and he's a player. He plays through it. He's definitely, he did it. I remember he had like shin splints, uh, broken ribs and he was still playing. And I had him on my team, I think two, three years ago when he's in San Francisco, uh, onto the defense just real quick. And then I'll, I'll wrap up here. Cause I know we're, we're, we're a little over on time already. Um, it is just, it is just great. The secondary is probably the weakest part, but I, and I think that's probably what's going to hurt him a little bit. But that them linebackers, Tremaine Edmonds, Tredavious White. Oh, sorry, my bad. I said Tredavious White. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds is just a beast. Um, and Matt Milano, he's unproven. AJ Klein's in there too. Uh, but they, I think they're both they're both valid linebackers. Um, Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison are both great defensive ends but they got Gregory Rousseau and one person you didn't mention was AJ at Vanessa. And I think rookie last year, um, they drafted him early and he, I mean, it takes time to develop as a rookie defensive end. I think that this, uh, I think it's going to be a nice rotation for all of them. I think Rousseau is going to have a really good time getting into this lineup. Um, I just, I love this team, man. I, I, I could, I could make the, the argument with betting on them for the Super Bowl right now. I feel you. I'm. I mean, I won't spend too much time on it because you all covered it. I mean, better than I probably could add much more to. But I just, I just got to add the defense is good for IDP, like for IDP purposes. If you're drafting these people, any of them, good, hundred percent. Matt Milano, Jordan Poyer is. I mean, he's really good. Um, gets a lot of tackles. Ball hawk too from time to time. Um, Ed Oliver, we're still waiting on. Jerry Hughes is interesting. Um, but as a whole, the defense is bad. <laughs> I don't like that's the it's the only thing I don't I don't like about them is their defense. They look really good on paper, but they don't actually play like they look, and that is concerning to me. A lot of times last season, they were just getting the shit kicked out of them, and I like that's the thing that's holding them back for me. The offense is going to keep them in these games, and maybe the defense can figure it out enough. You know, they'll patchwork something together, but. That is my concern for this team long term. I don't think it's going to mess with like their over under at all. Like I don't think that's going to bother them. But I just think 
overall the defense is shaky. Shaky. Like I, I think that there's, you know, at least six better defenses than this one. And that, you know, it's just the way it is this year for me. I think they corrected some of those issues is what I'm saying. I think that coming up with some of these uh, these draft picks, I think they're going to have a good time. I don't know. I just like that defensive line. I think that's going to create trouble, and that's going to give the secondary a little bit of a break. Levi Wallace and Tredavious White are their go-to corners there, and I just think that they're a little unproven. They need some time. Tredavious White's probably the better on the end on that, but they got a guy named Wild Goose, too, and I just I don't know what it is about that name. It is just phenomenal. I do like that last name. All right. Uh, so the, oh, oh, sorry. Real quick. I just wanted to, nobody touched on it. The tight ends is just trash. Don't draft them. Jacob Hollister has a chance to take that spot. Dawson Knox has just not been good. I actually, my, my phone alarm is still Knox for, or it says no for burn. Cause it auto corrected. And that is still my um, alarm right now as that's what it's named and it was me dropping dawson knox for brian burns two years ago so yeah huh. i just dawson knox is is just not a thing well let's be honest we we hope that zach Ertz is gonna be in buffalo i think that's yes, where the trade the natural eagles trade would be from uh you know from philly to buffalo makes the most sense and for that, you know, for that reason, I think we're all kind of just waiting on that to happen. So we'll see. We'll see if they get to that or not. I'm not going to let Josh get in on the Eagles. So the over under for That's Buffalo smart. is 11 games. Very doable. I'm pr- Very I'd probably doable. go over if if we think they're as good as they are. If we think they're Super Bowl caliber. 11 with, games is going to happen for sure. With the additions that they made this year, they won 13 last year. I don't see them stopping at 11. I just, well, yeah, why exactly? Why would they be worse than last year, this year? I, I mean, not especially with an extra game. I think thir- I think 12 should be the over-under right now. I think that's what they should start off with. But 11, that's that's low. I'm screaming over. I'd, I'd bet some money on that. So they're going to start out the season 4-0. They got Pittsburgh, <laughs> Miami, Washington, and Houston. Then they're going to go ahead. Houston, but Washington. Watch out. What? That's all I'm saying. No, keep going. Washington, watch out. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. But I don't think they're going to beat the Bills. I um, can't wait till we talk about the NFC East, guys. We got we're Kansas gonna be, City. It's going to be two, part two, pod. There's going to be two parts. Three hours altogether. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I'm down. I got, I got an hour and a half to talk about the Eagles. Well, yeah, that's the first part. The second part's the other three teams. <laughs> All right. Kansas City week five, Tennessee week six. Then we go to Miami, Jacksonville, the Jets, the Colts, the Saints, the Patriots, the Buccaneers, Panthers, New England, the Falcons, and the Jets. I heard 14 in there. Yeah. I see them Honestly, though, they have a tough out-of-division schedule. Or, it's yeah. tough, but, like, even the They're... Bucks, like, I think they could beat the Bucks. Well, they can – that's the thing is they can beat any team. I mean, so the big cool. ones I'm looking at, you got Kansas City, Tennessee, Tampa Bay. And... Those two back-to-back hurt, too. Yeah, I guess you could – 
I guess you can make the argument that Indy could be four on that list. I don't really know if we're ready to make that jump yet, but I, I, out of those four games, I mean, if they like win two see, of those, I'd like to see what wins can do before we jump to the right. But if they like win, that. if they win two of those four games right there, they're over eleven easily. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, oh. barring a Josh Allen injury, which God, we hope not. I'll knock on wood for us all. Um, Trubisky could still lead kind of what a Nick Foles did at the 2018 Eagles if they're already in a good shape. So Trubisky is legitimately wow. Josh Allen light. That like, would be the best fucking thing ever. If he led them to like a Super Bowl. <laughs> the diet and, decaffeinated Josh Allen is what Trubisky he's, is. He's he's Josh Allen zero, like Coke zero. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's not even diet or light. Zero it's, sugar. It's zero. <laughs> okay. Well. That's enough of the AFC East. We completed it. We're done. It was fun. Good, it was good fun. division. Good division. Uh, good next time. week we got the AFC West. So we're gonna let's talk get... about the Jaguars next week, guys. Yep, hundred percent. We're just gonna talk about them every week until the season. Um, so let's just move on to closing thoughts. Um, we'll keep them brief. Um, we, you know, we've already got you here for an hour and a half, so we won't have you here for another twenty minutes with one of Josh's stories, hopefully. But uh. One, do you one of you want to start with your closing thoughts, or do you want me to go first? I want to I start talking about the U.S. Open. Uh, I, let's, I'll let Joe get to it in about 45 minutes when I finish my story. Um, <laughs> okay. No, I actually do not have a story. I do, but I, I have not had time to like make notes on a Cliff Notes story. We'll get some stories next week, but I just wanted to really pump up those uh, rankings. We uh, are going to fine-tune those a little bit. I think after looking at all three of ours, we're going to kind of make our adjustments as need be. Uh, we will have those rankings out this week, and Billy will be on TikTok talking about that. So make sure to tune in on Billy's um, Brevendor, I'm sure, uh, on TikTok. Nope, that's not. Well, At the IDP Army. Oh, you have the TikTok for the IDP Army. Okay, well, never mind. But really, in, in, in all seriousness, we are going to have those rankings out really soon, and we're really excited about them. I think we all had fun putting them together because I – we're all a little different and actually they have not seen mine, which is the best part other than the little tidbits I've told them. Um, and they're going to, they're going to hate some of them, but it's, uh, it's going to be great. Uh, check out the Twitter page and uh, at IDP army on TikTok for Billy. And he will uh, divulge some of that, how to, how to access those. hundred percent. All right. Before Joe gets his golf one, um, my only closing thought this week, just have one is uh, Arch Manning, the, you know, son of, damn, I always forget his name. Not Peyton or Eli, the other brother. The third brother that nobody yeah. knows about. Everybody forgets his name, don't worry. Anyway, so his son's coming up in high school right now, and he's supposed to be, you know, the next Manning, basically. And so Texas had the, him in for a recruitment visit this weekend, and they had him take a picture in front of a bunch of trophies in their case. And so a bunch of us on Twitter that are OU fans are like, hmm, Texas doesn't have a bunch of fucking trophies. So what kind of trophies are those? Swimming trophies. They were all swimming trophies. He had They had Arch Manning on a recruitment visit take pictures in front of all their fucking swimming national ch- titles, which they're amazing at swimming. Did Michael Phelps go there? I I don't even know, but is Arch Manning a swimmer? Do we know this? Because they might have been recruiting him for that. Maybe he likes to go to the beach like the rest of us. I don't know. But anyway, they had Arch Manning pose in front of all these swimming trophies, holding up like a number one with Garbage. like hook 'em horns. 
And I'm like, what the fuck? Is this a real picture? And it, it was. They, Garbage. They, they couldn't have him in front of football trophies, so they had him take picture in front of all of their swimming trophies in their trophy room. Matthew I just, McConaughey was a Longhorn. Yeah, he's one of their – don't get me started on Matthew McConaughey, but we'll get <laughs> to that eventually. But, uh, yeah, so I just, I just had to get that out because Texas – be more embarrassing, please. God, it's so easy to make fun of you fucking people when you have a recruit digging a picture in front of swimming trophies. Like, it's, it's the thing that college football fans love is that stupid bullshit. So, with that, I'm done. Joe, go ahead. All right, so it is U.S. Open week, which is huge for me. I pretty much zone out everything on every major week there is in the golf schedule. Uh, this year it's at Torrey Pines in La Jolla, California. Uh, it is the first U.S. Open to take place at Torrey Pines since Tiger Woods broke his leg and continued on to win the U.S. Open on a broken leg back in 2008, oh, which is wow. phenomenal. Gives me chills watching the highlights on that. I watch it all the time. So, Torrey Pines, it's a long golf course. It's got very tight fairways, and it's got Poana greens, which are historically tough to putt on. Um, Real quick, can I interrupt? Joe yeah. jerks off to Tiger Woods winning any major. Oh, I do. There, there's <laughs> there's semen everywhere. Those highlights are pulled up right next to other websites. No, it's pretty much just those highlights. No, he doesn't oh, need any other websites. That gets him off just right there. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, it's way better on my conscience, Billy. I got you. Someone's daughter, you're thinking of. Poor girls. Doesn't feel like you're cheating if you're doing it to golf. Gotcha. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I just wanted to share some thoughts on the U.S. Open with you guys this week. Um, my my master's picks were the first day started off really good. Last they were. I was actually I was touting those master's picks as like, look, we have a fucking like prodigy that knows everything about yeah. golfing, golf betting, and then unfortunately. <laughs> After day one, they kind of fell off there, uh, <laughs> but we're on the right track here. So if we keep throwing throwing shit at the wall, eventually something's going to stick here, right? So basically, I got some storylines coming into this. Uh, my number one pick for this week is John Rom. He always plays good on this golf course, and he is absolutely pissed. He is on a mission. He got kicked out of the Colonial Tournament last week for testing positive for COVID. While he was leading with six by six strokes after a just absolute career round on Saturday, they knew four hours before the end of his round that he had tested positive for COVID and continued to let him play and just have a phenomenal round. And then they tell him after the round that he can no longer compete on Sunday because he tested positive, which I understand. The John Rom revenge game. Is that what we're going with here? John Rahm always plays good on this course, and <laughs> okay. he is like he's it. coming out with a vengeance. I promise you that much. Okay. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, he is a strokes off the tee fucking monster. He hits fairways all the time. He's got a great short game. And then I want to follow this up with my guy, Fairway Jesus. His name is uh, Tommy Fleetwood. He historically has been really a top two putter Jesus. on Poania. What? I, said, I was really hoping it was Jesus. But no, he, it's Jesus. it's Fairway Jesus. Tommy Fleetwood. He's actually English, so it's it's not. He could have been English. It sounds like an English name. It does sound. I have an absolute ton of of picks. If you guys are interested, holler at us on the at offensive points. I'm happy to share them with you. But I'm just going to run you through one of my DraftKings lineups right now. Uh, Again, you guys can use it on a 50-50. Just don't join the one that I am in. If you're confident to put it in a tournament, I'm pretty confident in this lineup. Uh, but we got uh, Patrick Reed, 
Will Zalatoris, Scotty Scheffler, Louis Oosthuizen, Paul Casey, and Abraham Answer. That is one lineup for you. Uh, if you're interested in my other one, I will let you know, but that's my tournament lineup, so I'm a little bit more protective of that one. That one might cost you. But uh, everyone, watch golf this week. It's always fun, and you'll see plenty of Tiger highlights. I guarantee it. 100%. All right. Well, follow at the Offensive Points, not the follow at Offensive Points on Twitter. Please contact us this week if you want to be in our best ball league. Please. We're, we're, I mean, we're going to keep shouting this out. Probably sometime in mid-July is probably when we're going to actually, like, finalize it, if, unless, you know, we get flooded with people right off the bat. But please, sh- you know, shout us out on Twitter. We'll put you in it. It's full off- offense and IDP, so, you know, you're going to learn a little bit if you haven't ever been in one. Um, follow at IDP Army on TikTok. I'm going to be making some TikToks on there, at least trying. I know I'm a little old, but whatever. I don't care got to grow this channel somehow if that's what works that's what works um and follow at the idp army on twitter also talking a lot on there we got at wiggins joseph at josh hall stl one h and at ombre vendor on twitter um come you know just shout us out man we'll we'll talk to you or woman either one well we'll chit chat we'll talk we will respond tell us what tell us what you like Tell us what you don't like. Well, I, if you if you hate my uh, Kyle Pitts rants, yeah, I said it an hour and thirty seven minutes in. Uh, tell me if you hate uh, Joe's golf stuff. Let us know. Or we're still, we're still e- going to do it, but you know, an easier know. way is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, we actually did get a review from this earlier this month um, that said that a podcast on this feed was comical. I'd like to think that was us because I've listened to Jordan's and he keeps it pretty straight and narrow. So I think maybe this person listened to our podcast and thought we were comical. So I'll take that a hundred percent. Leave us a, leave us a review on Apple podcast, five stars, and just tell us what we could do better or what you like, what you don't like. We'll, we'll take all constructive criticism. If you hate Josh, I get it, but we can't do anything about that. So I am the talent. No, I, I I'm not where well, I, I like to add, I like to fan the fire. Let's put it that way. 100%. The offensive points uh, only fans account is is coming shortly, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah, we actually yep. do this nude. We can all see each other. You guys can't. We're actually all nude. It's phen- It's really bad, but it's phenomenal. It's freeing. Nothing to hide between us. Mm-hmm. No better way all to right. talk about football. Dicks out for Harambe right. 2016.